Are we rolling? All right, hello everybody, and welcome to episode four of My Lash Two Brain Cells with Maddie and Katie. We're your hosts, and this is the origin story of Maddie the Lash Lady and Katie the Lash Lady. And if you're thinking to yourself, "Am I about to listen to an hour of two girls talk about how they met?" Of course, yes, that is exactly you thought right. It's better than that, though. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting pretty deep. Trigger it's, warning. It's, trigger <laughs> warning. It's a juicy origin story. I cannot believe we made it to this point. It really is so... I can't even say serendipitous because it really is... Um, God orchestrated how we got here and became close friends. A and billion percent. There's a, honestly no other way to explain it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm super excited to introduce to you guys katie from katie the lash lady tell the people a little bit about yourself katie hey guys <laughs> so yes i am katie uh the lash lady um and to start us out i entered a giveaway maddie was doing she had just freshly moved from alaska to arizona and i got tagged in a giveaway and i was just it was a giveaway for like a couple couple bucks off a training class yeah yeah and i had never seen Maddie's Instagram before and I followed it and I was like oh my gosh like you know when you're looking at taking a la- into look taking a lash course um you want to make sure that you are investing in something that would be worth it you know you can go out and take any Joe Schmo lash course just yeah. to learn something new you know Joe's lash but I knew it was going to be an investment in myself so I was like, yes, for sure. This would be awesome if I won this. If not, I'm taking the course regardless, you know? And on my end, full transparency, I did not randomly pick the winner for this giveaway. I truly went through all the entries. (laughs) (laughs) I may have uh, slid in the birthday card. (laughs) But hey, whatever. I mean, it's not my fault I was born on the day she was giving it away. Two reasons why I picked Katie to win this big giveaway. Uh, One is because my old, my OG vintage uh business name was maddie the lash lady when i first uh started out i had little business cards said maddie the lash lady um and that was a very short-lived business name but it was it was mine so i thought it was so cute that i had met katie the lash lady and i was like maybe she's my lash twin um and then also she had really cool purple hair and i was like she looks sick i want to spend the day with her so i picked her i forced her into my life so there I was I won the freaking giveaway on my birthday which was just like icing on the cake quite literally and uh Maddie was like okay you know what pick any day that you want to come I'm new here I have nothing to do (laughs) yeah and I was like okay so I chose the particular day I want to say it was like March 27th Mm -hmm. and uh I won the giveaway chose the day got there and we're like probably 30 minutes deep into just like hey how are you what are your lash goals oh my gosh this is so exciting and yeah. I was just coming in like a sponge because I was so stagnant in my lash career and I knew I needed this I needed you Maddie yeah. so you um, came in so excited yes. I remember what you were wearing you were so cute yes yes and uh uh I was like okay yeah let's get started I'm just gonna use the restroom really quick and we had barely even started lashing yet no no it was literally just introductions I think it was right after intros and I come back in the the room and I say Maddie I I know you just met me we've known literally known each other for 30 minutes but I'm having a miscarriage and Katie's crying I just found out I was pregnant guys and you uh, that was actually the first thing you ever told me yes is you came into the room and I was like tell me about your lash career and you said well first things first I'm pregnant I'm freaking pregnant who cares about lashes I'm pregnant you're so excited yeah 
and I came back in and, and told her and, and Maddie's like, okay. And I'm like, I call my mom, you know, my mom's, I FaceTime my mom. My mom's like praying over me, like via FaceTime. Like yeah. there's just a lot going on. And Maddie wraps me in her arms, walks me to her car and takes me to the nearest hospital. No questions asked. And, you know, we're driving to the hospital and Maddie's like, Katie, I know we just met, but God has a plan for you. And I was like, I know, Maddie, but it doesn't mean I like it. And um, it, it was it was like from that moment we had known each other for years. Yes. It just I felt so comfortable. I felt safe. I did, too. And I, I felt like it wasn't it didn't seem like in the moment it was so heartbreaking, but it didn't feel like a panicky emergency situation. You know, I felt right. like I felt like instantly i was like this girl is my friend like we're gonna get through this it's gonna be you know totally totally and maddie stayed at the hospital with me until my husband steven could get there and she was like don't worry about the training like we'll reschedule <laughs> and katie kept being like i'm sorry i ruined our training yes yes and so that was the the start of our trauma bond I it think. really was. Yes, it was the start of our trauma bond. <laughs> trauma bond. And I mean, like, I went home, of course, <clears throat> I had a lot going on, obviously, um, but I was so set on taking this course. I think, like, we rescheduled it two weekends later. Yeah. I think I was like, Maddie, I have to, this is, I need this, like. Leaving you at the hospital that day, I felt like I was leaving, like, one of my closest friends. Like, it broke my heart. Yeah. I was so sad. Yeah. I remember, I held it together for you that day, but I got in my car and I wept, Katie. I yeah. wept. I cried. I remember I called Tress, who's the first person I called, and I was like weeping and crying. I don't think I ever told you that, but I was just in my car. I had held it together with you all day. And I'm in my little dress and my teaching heels and I called Tress and I was like, This horrible thing just happened and like I was just teaching a class. Like, and what the heck? <laughs> Why how did this happen? How did this happen? But that that's um was the honestly that was the beginning of Katie and I's relationship. There's yeah, no from the bat. <laughs> bing bang. There's boom. no way to sugarcoat it. No. And two weeks later, uh, well, the, I think a couple days later, Katie had texted me and she said, "Hey, can I reschedule <laughs> that training?" And I was like, "Of course." Yeah. You're like so soon. Like, dude, we could do it next year if you wanted to. I'm yeah. Like, and Katie no, rescheduled, now. came in, and um, you know that traumatic day aside, we, I, Katie came in you know with truly the same goal she just wanted to like re-spark her lash career and you came in you know after that yeah. two weeks we well to be completely honest i saw other lash artists work and i saw it and was like they're better than me mm -hmm. they are better than me it's humbling right yes i was like <laughs> oh my gosh i suck so and, but or i would see their work and be like how did they do that like why can't i accomplish that mm -hmm. it's all a science honey it's all lash science uh, yeah <laughs> Um, it's a crappy patty formula, baby. Yeah, it is. But um, I chose I chose the correct lash training, let me tell you, because I – it's funny, you guys. Go back to my Instagram. Scroll down to the bottom, honey. Like, you can see the transformation happen. Like, it day and instantly. night, honey. Yes, yes. And my favorite thing about your training story uh, when you took my training was – a lot of people, they see you, they see you work for Lightheart, they see you're the, Katie is the Lightheart master trainer. She is our um, Arizona trainer. She teaches privately and group classes with me at Lightheart Studios all the time. You can book one with her. Mm -hmm. um, and 
it's so crazy because people are like oh did, it was katie just your most advanced student like did she just take this class and you were like wow you're insane like you need to be a trainer that didn't happen katie came in like anyone else um and she was frustrated learning oh, like i would almost chuck my tweezers at the you were nervous and times. frustrated and about halfway into our uh fan practice katie was like i'm gonna do a lap around the building and she got up and did a lap and like ate a snack in her car <laughs> came back in yeah. and was like all right i'm ready to go i looked in the mirror i was like you can do this you dumb idiot yeah but the <laughs> you're giving yourself affirmations in the mirror. Yeah. but the difference between katie and everyone else you know wasn't that she was you know a beast at fat flower bouquet off the bat like it was because she genuinely cared so much i wanted to get better so much and she applied herself in ways that most people don't I just gave my all, honey. You, you I put my heart and soul into that. I did. And then um, once I felt that I had mastered the flower bouquet technique, mastered mega volume, I was like, Maddie, let me take you on a fancy romantic date. Yeah, it was interesting. Katie reached out to me and we hadn't really hung out as friends mm -mm. ever. I think maybe you had done my lashes once. Oh, I had done Katie's lashes once, but we had never hung out as friends up until this point. Right. And Katie was like, I want to take you on a romantic dinner date. And I was like, I accept. Um, so we put on our finest little outfits and we met up at a fancy restaurant. And Katie had a proposition for me. She had a question. I said, Maddie, look, I want to be an educator. I want to teach students, but... I know I'm not going to be able to create a better curriculum than what you have created over time. I know It was like the sweetest that. thing I've ever heard. Like, imagine you're an educator and someone tells you that. It's the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it better than you, Maddie. So I was like, w could we arrange something to where I teach the Lightheart curriculum? Yeah. Katie brought it up. She made herself a job. Yeah. I was like, I it. want to work for you. <laughs> period. So Yeah. And and it basically was Katie had the passion and she had that true heart's desire to instill everything she's learned, you know, over the course of her last career into others. She just desperately wanted that as her next step. And you could see that from a mile away. Like you had that drive and that passion to give it to someone else, which I think is the most important aspect of a trainer oh for sure that's it you know they could be the most technically advanced trainer in the world but if they don't have that desire i mean no one's booking their trainings no and you have to want better for others people too. see it's, right through it yeah it's not just dollar signs it's not just you know like i i crave education for others i mm -hmm. like when their eyes light up and they're like oh my gosh it's you amazing know? Like, it's yeah. the best feeling ever so katie and i really shared that passion so mutually and uh, she was like, I want to teach this curriculum word for word. Um, she's like, I don't just want to like buy it and license it or anything. Like I want to be a part of this and like teach as you do exactly the same day. And so it was a done deal. Um, we also had told the waiter that it was our anniversary. Yeah, that we were married. I was like, I'm a robotics engineer. Duh. <laughs> Katie just pretended she was Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> right. We were trying to get a free dessert. And he did not give us free dessert. No, we paid for that full price. Honey. <laughs> we did. We thought full we were so price. funny. Yeah. Honestly, it was so funny because I think we were just nervous to hang out too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> get, I sweat, sweated. I, I sweated a lot. I thought you were way too cool to be friends with me and <laughs> vice versa. Katie. <laughs> um and from that day you know we agreed that was what we wanted to do and we spent you know a few sessions really um pounding out what that would look like and how katie would be able to replicate the training identically you know with her own yeah. personal flair to it uh and it took off and people 
you see it from a mile away and they love Katie and she got private students and it got to a point where I started teaching these group classes and I was like you know what these would be a lot more fun with Katie <laughs> and there I was, baby. so every group class once a month Katie is there with me we teach the whole day together um it's a lot of fun and she just brings a really special energy into the trainings and then from there we became friends yeah lifelong besties lifelong besties. started doing each other's lashes yeah. like it just I mean uh, it has not been easy um I feel like I took on a task and um shortly after we launched um me being the light a light heart trainer yeah. um I got pregnant that was right after it yes. truly was like that chapter. It happened at the same time. Yes. And it was so exciting. You I know? know, I remember you called me. We're both crying on FaceTime. We're so happy just because of our history. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been more happy that someone got pregnant. Yes. Never and, been. and it was just such like a joyous time in my life, I'd say, mm -hmm. you know, like this, the training's taking off. I, I find out I'm pregnant off after this awful loss that I experienced. And um, after, so pregnancy is going great. Yeah. I mean, trainings are going great. I mean, I'm struggling a bit. Um, morning sickness is mm, Katie was showing awful. up to the studios to teach private classes. We just opened Lightheart Studios and you were pregnant, pregnant. Big pregnant, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I just remember that was like the happiest I'd seen you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just thriving in life, you know. You were wearing pastels. And that I was, <laughs> honey. And uh, that I, I taught a training, one-on-one uh, -on -one training here at Lightheart. And that week I went to the hospital thinking, I've got a UTI or something. I just knew yeah. I was in pain and that it probably wasn't normal. Yeah. And my mom's like, hey, go to the hospital. Rule out that it's not a UTI. The worst they can do is... Or the worst case scenario, they give you freaking IVs and then they say, go home. You were just dehydrated, yeah. you know, whatever. So I really, really wish that that was the case. Um, I'm 25 weeks pregnant at the time and I go in and they, uh, then I'm hooked up to everything and the nurse goes, oh, I can see that you're, like, having contractions and stuff, like, on the screen. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm having that. what? Because it's my first pregnancy. I don't know what contractions feel like. And I don't care what anyone says. Like, as much as you think you know your own body, you don't. You know, the, the woman's body is just, we won't even get into that. But um, she's like, I can see you're having contractions. Like, we're going to go ahead and send you off for some ultrasounds. Just check on baby. Make sure he's doing okay. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of confused because I think everything's fine. Like, yeah, I'm in some pain, but other than that, I feel okay. Yeah. So um, later a midwife and uh, the doctor comes back in and Steven's there with me, of course. And she's like, have you fallen recently? Have you gotten to an accident? Has like anything happened to where you put yourself into bodily harm? And I'm like, no, I, I lash for a living. Like I'm hunched over a bit, but... And um, she's like, well, the baby is severely swollen and we can see liquid or uh, has built up around his lungs. And I'm like, or, or that are in his lungs. And I'm like, what? You know, like uh, totally out I, of left field. I remember that it got so 
serious so fast totally out of left field and no one was saying anything encouraging no one was like i i'm i'm hysterical they were gonna admit me so steven went home to like let the dogs out or situate that scenario and he was gonna come back that evening and um i'm just hysterically crying because i'm so scared and the midwife that was there just held me and told me she was so sorry she wasn't like it's going to be okay it's it it was life-altering in those moments you go in and we were waited like four hours to be seen I'm like obviously it's not that serious you know and the next morning a a specialist comes in my mom's there at the time um and uh the specialist just like comes in and tells me like your son is not going to make it like this is the worst your son has a condition called high drops and it's the worst condition in my 17 years of being a doctor that I have ever seen. And he's told me, your son is going to die in the womb and you will have to deliver him. He said it like that? Yes. And he said it a little bit more gently, but that's bottom line what he was saying. And I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it for a second. I was like, there's no way. Like, And he's hooked up in, to the monitor. And the thing is... His heartbeat was perfect, yeah. you know? And I'm like, what do you mean my baby's in distress? Like, his heartbeat, his heart rate is literally perfect. Look at him, he's perfect. beautiful. Yes, yeah. he's, he's perfect. Yeah. So, um, he leaves the room, and Stephen and I are just crippled on the bed, hysterical. My mom, hysterical. We, we don't know what to do. What do you even do? Yeah. You know, I'm literally begging my mom not to let me do it. Who wants to deliver their dead baby? You know, being told that, how, how do you even comprehend you're going to have your child and he's not going to be alive? Like, and every passing moment, you just feel what? like it's closer, you know? Yes. Yeah. The specialist no, runs back in that. and he's like, you know what? I think your son has anemia. I think he might be anemic. If we can get him a blood transfusion, maybe we could save his life. I need to air vacu to Banner University. And I was like, okay you know like a a spark of hope came back like maybe there's a chance maybe there's a chance yeah so they the the helicopter wasn't available for whatever they ambulance me to the other hospital I'm being evaluated then that special I'm met by specialists immediately they were on top of it so I, I do appreciate that stuff more than I can share so I get there and they're like, you know what? No, I, I don't think he has anemia. I think that we need to run some other tests because there's no sign here that there's been a bleed that would cause the anemia. All these things, we, we can rule that out. Yeah. So they start doing every test under the sun. I'm poked, I'm probed, but in these moments, I don't care. Take whatever you need from me. Like if, if, if this means we can save my son, okay. So... Long story short, they're running tests under the sun. They tell me, you're going to be here until you deliver. I'm three months out from oh, delivery. Katie, I know. You know, and I I'm know. like 90 days in the hospital. And you were so strong. It, I mean, t- to your friends and family. I know not inside you're yeah. feeling that way. But I just remember I hold on. To, you sent me the sweetest little selfies during that time yeah. in your hospital gown. And I was like it's gonna be okay because look how beautiful and 
you know yeah happy katie is so like uh, i hate even thinking back to that time because it was just it's, it seems so surreal it's still seem- this was six months ago out of body you experience. know and they told me i was going to be there for until i delivered still running tests still doing everything i'm still having contractions they think it's just because like because he's so swollen so at this point i was 25 weeks and he was measuring at a 38 week baby because of yeah. how badly he was swollen so which explains why i was in so much pain <laughs> you know we, we freaking we skip to the future you know so um they were able to stabilize me and all of the tests we did the tests and tests and tests like poking probing ultrasound this this type of scan like they were all perfect they all came back a hundred percent normal there was nothing wrong with him there was nothing wrong with mom everything was fine and i'm just like god why then why is this happening if there's nothing wrong with him yeah so they end up sending me home on bed rest and i was able to stay um at bay for another three three and a half weeks and then i went to labor there was no stopping it um and i had had a doctor's appointment that week because at this point i'm high risk so i'm going to doctor's appointment weekly um and i had had an appointment or on that tuesday and she had said because we had an ultrasound and he wasn't moving a lot and that's a concern but they also know, oh, he's very swollen. So there's not a lot of room for him to move. Yeah. And uh, she was like, you know, like, I just want to make sure I, I'm I'm getting an idea of where you guys are at. Because if you were to go into labor tomorrow, it's not likely he'd survive. Like, the goal here is to keep you pregnant as long as possible to have a chance at his survival. Yeah. Because at this point, the game plan is to, if I were to deliver him, they would need to establish an airway for him because there was fluid in his lungs. They would need to immediately drain that, establish an airway, and um, essentially put him on life support, you know, until he could support himself. Yeah. So um, I go into labor at 29 weeks, and um, they tried stopping. They had me on magnesium, all these things to stop the labor from happening, and there was no stopping it. Um, And so uh, they took me in for an emergency C-section. And, um, it's so, it's it's weird to think back, you know, PTSD is a real thing, guys. It just like sucks you back into that moment. And Katie's a veteran. (sighs) Yeah. I got all kinds of cases here. Um, it was like, it was literally the worst day ever. Yes. And Steven and I are in the delivery room and we're praying out loud. Like, God, please let Jet be okay. Please let him survive. Please let him live. But I remember praying to God and just asking, you know, if you're if he's going to receive healing heal him 100 percent. yeah because i don't want my son to live some miserable life because i begged for him to stay you know yeah so um we have a c-section which is the crazy most crazy experience ever being cut open and having something pulled out of you it's just weird because you're numb but you can feel it but you can't and I just remember my adrenaline was just running and they pump you full of so much medication and and all of a sudden we turn and some nurses are like, there's nothing that we can do for your son. There's nothing more that we can do. 
they weren't able to establish the airway and and I remember my husband saying like so does that mean he's gonna die and they're like yes you know and that that's just what we were left with and so I have never been in a state of shock before then I wasn't crying I was I just remember disassociating I don't know where I was but I wasn't there you know I was I was not in that room I can't even imagine and I mean thank god my mom was there because the nurses they knew she was a nurse as well and they were like do you want your mom in here I was like yes and my mom came in and she held the baby and because part of me was terrified to hold him you know part of me was what is it what is he gonna look like is it gonna hurt me more to see him yeah you know but I knew at the same time that I could not have that complete closure without seeing my son so um they take us into the recovery room and they bring Jet to us and we hold him and What's weird, it's like, I'm also letting you guys in on things that you probably don't know happen in the hospital, but you have the option of keeping your baby for 24 hours. And there's like an ice chest that it sits, like, obviously it doesn't look like an ice chest, but it's a cooled area to have the, because I mean. I would have never known. Yeah, I mean, you have to keep the body preserved, you know. It's, dude, it's so wild. So. um, Did you do that? No, no. Steven and I both agreed, you know, like, I held my son when he was warm. You know, I held my son when he still felt and felt like a real baby still, you know, not my dead child. So, um, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to experience that or rigor mortis, you know, like that is some dark ASS stuff, but it's, it was not something that I was willing to do, nor did I want to put the rest of my family through it, I guess. Um, yeah. So I feel like I made the best decision that I could have. So um, we made our peace, uh, which not really still that peace about it, but it's okay. And also he was beautiful. He really was. He had curly, dark hair. He had my little cleft chin. Um, He he was a perfect combination of both of us, you know. He was perfect, Katie. Yeah. So, um... I must say, and they're always like, a parent should never lose a child. Well, yeah, (laughs) duh. You know? A lot of things shouldn't happen. But holy cow, it is for sure the hardest thing I've ever been through. And I've been through some stuff, let me tell you. So, yeah. And, of course, me thinking of, like, so many other things that don't matter at the time of just, like, what about my last career? What about training? What about, you know, like... And, um, but I took the time off that I needed. I wasn't taking clients. I wasn't, you know, I was on bereavement and, um, I have a lovely clientele. I really do. And Katie's clientele would crawl over broken glass to see I her. I think so. They are they obsessed. They would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, with all of that being said, the amount of love and support we received was just like. You know, yesterday was Thanksgiving and I reflect back on um, a lot of the things I'm thankful for. And of course, one of them is our support system. And I mean, and light heart. I think it went beyond love and support. I think that people like walking with you through your pregnancy and just knowing who you are through whether it's Instagram or trainings or whatever, like people 
hurt for you that week. Like, not that anyone else's perspective matters, but from a friend's perspective, that week was miserable coming into work because everyone here, like, it's just a building, but everyone in here knows you and loves you so deeply. And you can't meet you and not love you deeply, you know? And I remember I dreaded coming into Light Heart for the first time because every customer that came in the coffee shop was like, how's Katie? I'm praying for Katie. Like, tell me the update. Like, everyone wanted the update. And for those five days leading up, I was like, please just pray for her. Like, I don't know, you know? And I remember the day it happened, like, from a friend's perspective, you had more than, it wasn't support. It, it was like people's hearts were like broken because everyone knows how deeply you love and care and like, you know, wanted your perfect jet and like you got him and it wasn't the way you expected and people were broken. I mean, like I had clients who were pregnant who like canceled their appointment. I didn't even tell you that. Like people were heartbroken and I didn't think I would like ever get the same Katie back as a friend and- yeah. Man, it just like it was. I didn't know who Katie was. It was horrible. You know, I'm still learning myself now. I really am. I'm learning who is Katie now without. Well, Jet. you'll never be the same. No, like never ever. I mean, my grief counselor said it best: is you've, I have to make room in my life for my grief because it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, you can't shove it away. Like it's going to be present forever. Yeah. And I remember our first. Oh man, our texts after Jet were so sad yeah everything was <sighs> Every- just so because the, self- the selfie stopped yeah and and i remember you texted me one day and you said hey maddie can i get in for lashes and i was like yes <laughs> please please it was my first time seeing you and i might have just stayed up all night i was so excited and also like i was dreading seeing you because yeah. Because yeah so sad. and it, w- it was hard seeing a lot of people I think not terrible. because I didn't want to see them but because a lot of people didn't know how to approach me afterwards yeah. which I think is very normal that is a normal human reaction to not know like hey so, I literally have no it? idea <laughs> yeah 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 and and I think a lot of people feared that like is Katie still in there is Katie still in there and uh, I'm still here baby never <laughs> never left <laughs> um but uh um, people were just desperate to hold you i yeah. mean people just genuinely i was like dang is katie the most loved person in the world right now like i mean it, <laughs> it, you couldn't throw a rock inside this building and not hear your name everyone just wanted to love on you and they didn't know how yeah and that was it like people just wanted to love on you but it was such a deep ache that like no one could there's no words that can reach that ache Right. You know. Right. And and it's like, what do you tell someone who just lost their child? What do you even say? Sorry. I like, stood I stood in the card aisle for a long time and like there's there's nothing that fills that. Condolences. Hole. You know, like <laughs> no, it and it, it's it's very true and um I or or people tiptoe around Jet or bringing him up, and it's like, no, that's my son, and that's my son for Katie life. He loves talking about Jet. I do, I do, I, I I love him deeply, and I I love that everyone loves him too, you know. Yeah. And he may have only lived ten minutes, but the impact that he had was like I'm proud of my son, you know. Like he just yeah. he ha- he brought so much impact, and. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why it happened. And I may never, ever, ever know why. But um, I, I still have my faith in God. 
And um, how would you say you're doing now? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I have my good days. I have my bad days. Um, You know, honestly, my husband and I, like, our relationship has grown even stronger, I'd say. I think that in um, situations like this, relationships don't survive sometimes, many a times. But instead of falling apart, we definitely leaned on each other. Yeah. And um, I can't appreciate him more. He, He... allows me to mourn in any way that I want you know yeah. any way that I need to yeah. I just I cry randomly all the time and he's, he's like it's best. okay honey yeah. you know like Mr. Katie the Lash Lady yeah Mr. Daddy the Lash Daddy the Lash Daddy yeah um so it's uh I feel recently I had like this epiphany I guess of taking my grief and putting it into my work taking that energy that I take grieving and even though I just want to curl up in a ball in my bed and sleep for 12 days I was at a so time. surprised by that when I I watched you over those months be like how can I put this into something that'll maybe help someone else it was miraculous you know? I, I didn't know any other way to do it. You know, what was I going to do? Hit the street and do drugs? I could yeah. have. Everyone would have been like, yeah, she's, <laughs> it's fine. Just let her. But she's been through a lot. Yeah. But it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I know I have purpose here and it's not to just shrivel away into nothing, yeah. you know? Um, and, all the weird coincidences in our friendship and our life in lashes, everything, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you, you just can't make it up. You can't make it up. Yeah. Katie and I have a lot of strange coincidences oh, and similarities. It's so awful. We go through the timeline of our life and we're just like, how did this happen? The our, same day. Our grandparents literally died on the same day. Yeah. It was horrible. We were teaching a class on Friday together and we did two truths and a lie and to introduce every each other. Um, and Katie goes, uh, my grandpa died on this day five years ago. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That night I had found out my grandpa died that night on the same day. And Maddie randomly texts me at like 1130 at night telling me what happened. And I was like, stop. Yeah. And I, I just think that it just is no coincidence that we were put in each other's paths at the time we, no, we did. Not no. a single coincidence, honey. It was meant to be. And I'll say it to the day I Not a single one. So, yeah, Katie, uh, to this day, is such a special, um, a such special uh, addition to what Lightheart is in its entirety. And also just um to all the students that come in I mean I'm excited for all of them to meet you and uh I'm amazed that you shared you know your story about Jet to all of them when we get to know them because I can tell that any opportunity you have to touch them and touch their life you take it you know and I can tell it hurts you every time and I'm like Katie you don't have to tell them the whole like, story. But, I need to but I feel like them. but I feel like ever since that happening you've had this like deeper this 
deeper want to love people because you can see right through their last struggles and you see their real struggles. Yes. You know, like you see, you know, their shortcomings in their business and how they feel inadequate in this area, in this area. And people share a lot with us during last trainings. You know, people come in and they wear their heart on their sleeve. Yeah. They know they're not coming to some big box brand training. They know they're coming to to somewhere where they're going to get loved on and you take that so seriously. And so, um, I'm really grateful to have you at the trainings because it's just this extra layer of love, you know, that you pour out onto people. And I think too, it's important to know that it's like, there are others out there who have been through the ringer, honey. You are yeah. not alone. Everyone's you going are through not, something. Everyone's got their own trauma. Everyone has their own story, big or small. It is. I, I think it's really easy to get like sucked up into social media where like everyone's lives are perfect and we've got the Instagram models and and you especially know. beauty service providers. Oh yes, yes. It's um, so easy to be like, oh my gosh, I don't look like her. No one will ever come to me. Am I a girl boss? <laughs> right now, I'm a girl loser. So I'm a girl idiot. <laughs> yeah, and stupid idiot. Yeah. Um, so it's I I just try to be as real and transparent as I possibly can. I'm an open book, honey. Yeah. We always say I that. Got nothing like, to hide. We always say that, you know, we're like, you guys can ask us anything, and people will be like, do you use pre-made fans? And we're like, no, anything. Get out You of can here. ask us anything. I hate you now. <laughs> Fired. No refunds. Yeah, so it's... Uh, anything to add, Katie? You know, I just think that it's important to know that whatever you're going through right now, of course, take time for yourself. Grieve. Do whatever it is that you need to do. Um, you may be grieving the loss of a relationship. You may yeah. be grieving the loss of your pet. A you client. May, yeah, literally <laughs> good or bad, whatever, yeah. honey. But I think that y- when you decide to regroup, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, pull it together, it's important to know that you can drive that energy into something bigger, something better. You know, I am I'm doing my best to take my grief and turn it into something beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help others. Um, there's a lot of women that have reached out to me that are like, hey, I experienced loss too, but I can't bring myself to think to talk about it. Or thank you for being a voice. It's like, that's okay. Yeah. You, you don't, don't have, have to, to talk honey. about it. No, just know that you're heard. Yeah. You are so heard and you are loved, whether I know you deeply or not, you know. Yeah, we love you. Yes, yes. And I, I know that's what I was put on this earth to do was just love people. Mm-hmm. And I can't help it. Yeah. I really can't help it and at that, all. And that grief, you know, it never goes away. It shape it shape shifts over time. Um, it never goes away, but you just find different ways to yeah. grow, grow you, goodness out of it. Yeah, and you just you have to f- you got to scoot over on the bench of life <laughs> and make room for it. You know, like you, you just have to. It's it's gonna be with you forever. And um, I feel like as soon as you realize that, and as soon as you fit it into your life. Mm-hmm. Rather than it just being this big dark black hole that you carry around, you know. Yeah. It's you can find the beauty in things. You 100%. can. Did I ever tell you about my job at hospice? No. I don't talk about it a lot, but when oh, I, I think you did touch on it a tiny little bit. I don't talk about it a lot because it's so not relevant <laughs> to right. anything I do now. But I went through a time in my younger life where I was dealing with a lot of grief all at one time and I had a lot of friends pass and I had a lot of people in my life pass away and I was looking for kind of a way to to you know heal a little bit of that grief 
Um, and so I volunteered for hospice of Anchorage and I was a volunteer grief, uh, small group facilitator for five to eight year olds whose parents have passed. Oh gosh. (laughs) My heart. When I tell you, <laughs> you're like, you're like bawling. You're like, it's okay, kiddo. I did this, this, you know, short training that they did. And then I was thrown into the small groups, you know, to facilitate. And you're not really teaching or anything. You're just kind of facilitating because they're, they're kids. So, you know, right. you're playing on the playground and it's an after school sort of group. And boy, Katie, I have never learned how to heal from my own grief, like helping other people with theirs. Yeah. And it just, it, there were days where I like got in my car and cried you know because little kids they have a way of they don't understand things fully so yeah. it was hard like it was a hard group to be in and they had all pictures of their parents and that we had a ball with their parents on it and we would toss it and tell stories and we'd play outside and they knew everything about my life and it was just like it was very healing but also it's kind of like you teaching now you know it, I was able for that time it, it felt a little a little bit better you know, to Making just others feel better. Making... It'll do a little for your soul. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're feeling so stuck inside your head and you're feeling hopeless, a very, it, it really does do something to help others that can't help themselves, you know? Yeah. And so like that, that's kind of how I, you know, healed that little part of me for a few years and you know, it doesn't get better. I still think of all the people I've lost. It yeah. never gets better. Yeah, you have of this course. you have this empty space that was there. I feel like with time it doesn't feel as heavy. It doesn't feel as you know? heavy. It doesn't feel you're still carrying that load, honey. Yeah. But your muscles have gotten stronger. <laughs> your muscles have gotten stronger. <laughs> you're a bodybuilder baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got your pro card. <laughs> yeah, I'm fit and I'm a trainer now. Right. Last trainer, how about just regular fitness trainer yeah. too? All right, you guys, I think it's everything, right? I think so. Yeah. I think it's our origin story. Yeah, I think it is. And then we just became regular friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah and I think, too, just... I think we're both very similar in the way of we're just, we're just trying to put some more light in our dark, dark world we live in, you know? It's and a light and light heart. Yeah, and that's, that's why I just be posting silly, goofy stuff. Yeah, and if you don't follow Katie already on Instagram... At Katie the Lash Lady and Katie with a Y, honey. Katie with a Y, honey. She's different. She's not like the rest. She's yeah. built different. I am. Follow Katie the Lash Lady. You'll get a laugh. <laughs> uh, Come for the laugh. Stay for the training. Yeah. Um. And we hope to see you at a group training soon. We have them every month. They're a lot of fun. Yes, guys. It would be so much fun, guys. And we so sell promise. out every single one. We never yes. have. We we don't have a wait list. We don't have spaces available. We sell out every single one. So if you want to take one, book in the future. And it's now or never, baby. And if you want to hear a little bit more of Katie and I, you're in luck because next week on My My Lash Lash 2 Brain Cells, we're answering your deepest, darkest lash questions. Whatever you want. Even life questions, maybe. (laughs) Even really personal questions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Smooches. Scooby-Doo-Bop-Beep. Scooby-Doo-Bop-Beep.